Let's do a pound for pound, player for player, tale of the tape to see where we stack up exactly with the top rated defense in the Big 12 compared to second to last place defense in the Big 12. But before we get to the Cyclones, we have to take on the Southern Illinois Salukis today in basketball. And don't forget, Southern Illinois has made some runs in March Madness before, so level of competition has definitely gone up. Are we up to the challenge? All of that, and oh, you thought I forgot about all of the fun recruiting news. No, guys, that's the meat and taters of this one. Today on your Locked On Oklahoma State. You are Locked On Oklahoma State, your daily podcast on the Oklahoma State Cowboys. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Howdy, y'all, and hello, all. Welcome back to Locked On Oklahoma State, your daily stop for all things cowboy and cowgirl-related. This recruiting news is good, but it's the meat and taters. We got we got to get through the appetizers first, guys. And the appetizer today is, are the stats a little bit deceptive that end up making Iowa State the number one defense in the Big 12? And is it same on the other side of the coin with us being the second to last rated defense in the Big 12? Again, if we go back to the film, I think it's more of a effort thing. If we're going to be a hundred percent realistic about this deal, I don't see a talent problem. I don't see a depth problem. I don't see much of a youth problem. You see some of it, right? But the film don't lie. And the film says, it ain't the youngsters that that are the ones that are kind of being a hindrance, or at least the KU game. I hope to see that turn around. From the players' interviews, it seems like it might turn around. The only thing that scares me is Iowa State's coming off a very, very, very good fourth quarter performance. Yes, it was West Virginia. But when the head coach, Matt Campbell, says that they ran everything darn near perfect, and it was probably the best quarter they've played all year. That's a little bit of a concern, is it not? So what's the tale of the tape? How does it all line up? Let's look. Ready for this? <laughs> you weren't ready for this. Kicker. Their kicker, Jace Gilbert, is a really cool story. He used to be a quarterback, safety, running back, returner, shortstop in baseball. Now he's a kicker. That gets pretty good about putting like little spin English type stuff on the ball. It's kind of fun to watch. But who's better, him or Tanner Brown? Tanner Brown's leading the Big 12 in points for a reason by a significant margin. Now, that's a two-sided coin in and of itself, right? Because it's great that he's a weapon. Should he necessarily lead the Big 12 because he's used more often than everybody else? See, that's that's where the 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 Difficulty lies there for me. But we have the edge at kicker. Ta-da! So if it comes down to a kicking situation, I think we're fine. Now let's move over to their meat and taters, which is obviously their defense. Their defense has only given up 3.4 yards carry. And some of that is, you know, against really, really, really talented teams. They've been in a lot of games. And with Coach Matt Campbell saying that this last uh, week, fourth quarter, 
was the best they've put together all season, right? The grading from play to play was the best it had been all year. They're coming in riding a high. And as we've already kind of break, broke down before, the negativity can roll into the locker room for the next game just like positivity can. So they are on a little bit of a high. Should it be a little bit, bit of a concern? Well, I really don't know. Okay, so if you look at their linebackers, right, they're very talented. But from a statistical perspective, it's more of an even balance thing, right? So their they're top guys being Colby Reader and Bo Freeler, they really roam the field very well, along with uh, O'Brien, okay? But would you take them over Mason Cobb? Well, probably not, because their top linebacker, uh, Bo Freeler, has roughly 45, 46 tackles. Meanwhile, the other side of the coin, our Mason Cobb has 74. How is there such a massive, I don't know, different differentiation there when it comes to that particular stat? That's what I don't know. And then Colby Reader, he only has 54 or 33 tackles. And Xavier Benson is significantly above that. So the question therein lies, would you take Freeler and Reader over Mason Cobb and Xavier Benson? I don't think so. They're more technically sound. Yeah, they, they don't blow you away, basically, by athleticism and talent like we do, which does kind of cause us to over-pursue and get a little hyped up a little bit too much, too often. But, you know, it happens. It's the, it's the, it's the beautiful game of football. I think we win there. I think I would take our guys over their guys in that situation. I don't think it's a knock on them. I think it's if we get it right, you can see it. If we fill the gaps right, if we don't over-pursue, if we don't get lost in the shuffle, if we don't get pushed backwards, I know this is a lot of ifs, but if, 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 if all that happens, we're a much better team. And it's either we're going to fall apart and continue to crumble to pieces, or we're going to show up and we're going to punch them in the face, and we're going to give them as many black eyes as we can physically possibly hand out. That should be the primary objective going into the game. Metaphorically speaking, of course, I'm not over here um, recommending assault and battery, <laughs> but, right, this isn't the longest yard. I do think that they have to show up. And the defensive line, right? Okay, let's go there. Everybody knows who Will McDonald is. He's certified stud, okay? We'll definitely, definitely, definitely be seeing him uh, on Sundays. But would you take Will McDonald, who is number five in the Big 12 in, tack, in sacks, would you take him over Trace Ford? Would you take him over Colin Oliver? Would you take him over Tyler Lacey? The answer is probably no, right? And, and if we're just, just going off film, the only defensive lineman that you would say right now that you would shuffle out for Will McDonald would be Rock Martin. And I think a large portion of that is because he's got to be still playing hurt because he's not the same Brock, Brock Martin physically that he was in the early, early in the season. Now, I'm aware everybody goes to injuries, so everybody's a little banged up. But there's a difference, right? And before we, we dive into a couple more of these, these, these comps between each other, I do want to let everybody know that our main sponsor for the day is Upside. If you haven't gone and got the free download – from upside using promo code locked on, then you're doing yourself a disservice. 
not only do they allow you to put fuel as a main priority, but also get money back for it. And they also have a high, high clipping rate at some of the other areas that are helping people out. So go right now, get the upside, download for free using locked on promo code and get five bucks or more back on your first $10 or more purchase. Go to upside right now, download the app, do yourself a favor, put some money back in your fuel tank. Okay, so let's, let's do another comp. <clears throat> I think Jirel Brock was going to be their, their big running back coming in the season. Much like I think a lot of us expected a lot out of Dominic Richardson. And again, both of them, they're good and serviceable at certain things. But the person that's really kind of come on for them is Deion Silas. He's a pretty shifty running back. He looks like Jalen Moore. I'm not comping him to Jalen Moore talent-wise. I'm saying just the way he kind of runs, even the body type. And he's pretty good. He's fairly shifty. Jalen Moore, or I'm sorry, goodness gracious me, Jaden Nixon. Yeah, I got it right. Sorry, guys. Words are hard. Names are apparently even more difficult. But Jaden Nixon is actually a pretty decent comp. So who should we see at running back? Ta-da. You're going to sprinkle in some Dom Richardson, as you should. Just like they're going to sprinkle in some Jairo Brock. But right now, Silas has given them a little bit of a kick. So expect him to kind of make some noise. But again, would you take him over Jaden Nixon? Absolutely not. Not in a heartbeat. Would you take Jairo Brock over Dominic Richardson, even though they're both kind of struggling this season? No, because I know from film yet again that if we need two, three yards, Dom's going to get it more often than not. You know, goal line's a mad scramble for everybody. But, okay, let's put, put that as the example. Would you take Jairo Brock over Dominic Richardson on, on the goal line? or DeAndre Jackson on the goal line, or Ollie Gordon on the goal line. You get my point. This is what I'm saying. Even with youth, the talent is not the issue. Let's look at, um, okay, so let's go to the defensive uh, defensive side of the ball. Would you take TJ Tampa over Jabbar Muhammad? No, no, you wouldn't. Would you take Anthony Johnson over Kendall Daniels? No. Would you take Anthony Johnson, who is like second on their team in tackles, by the way, so he obviously does fill a lot of gaps, but would you take him over even a Jason Taylor the second? No, not when Jason Taylor the second is hurrying and rushing down the field like he has 99% of his career at Oklahoma State. Kansas is an outlier. Derek Mason did light that fire. Hopefully that fire carried over into this preparation day and we're ready to rock and roll. Expect us either to, again, crumble and fall apart or get this ship course corrected real quick, fast, and in a hurry, both of which can happen, yes. But these comps have to mean something. Now, statistically speaking, they haven't even allowed a 1,000-yard rushing to anybody collectively all year. They're shy of giving up 1,000 yards. Meanwhile, um, at Oklahoma State, we decide to give up 1,572 yards. And then in passing, we give up 2,626 yards. While they're over here giving up like 1,565 yards. There is a difference. But as we do the comps, there's not a, it's not a big talent gap. It's not even a big age gap. No matter what side of the coin you look at, 
pound for pound, player for player, we're typically better. The difference is the last couple of games, we played two teams that were A, more prepared, B, wanted it more. That's just, that's a, that's a flat out fact. This can be course corrected, but we're going to have to come out swinging. We're going to have to give Iowa State a black eye at every position that we do match up pound for pound for pound. Where is their 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 biggest, you know, um, I don't know, benefit over another player? Is maybe tight end. So why is that? Well, it's because we haven't given the tight ends the ball maybe like two, three times all year, right? And now you've got Rashad Owens over there. He looks like he could play that part, but can we not give him the daggone ball every now and again? If we could, that would be helpful. You're not going to take a whole lot of their guys over our guys, no matter how, how old or young they are. Maybe, so, okay, maybe Xavier Hutchinson, obviously. Okay, he's an outlier. Would you take Noel? Over John Paul Richardson? No. Would you take him over Brent Presley? No. Would you take him over even a Rashad Owens? Move out to slot. No, you wouldn't. This is my point, guys. We can talk about, yes, the injuries are huge. And when they accumulate as they have, it can be devastating. But, again, you have to have a get-right game. You have to. Or you fall apart. And then your season looks entirely different. And then different conversations happen. You've got to be able to flip the script here so we can all collectively find the upside. Oh, you see that? We, we, we're racking it again. Guys, seriously, you got to go download the Upside app. It's free. Use the Locked On code. You'll get yourself rocking and rolling. And again, not only are they helping you in the fuel department, they're helping you in a multitude of ways. They do savings where they give up to 45% cash back whenever you're basically purchasing groceries. They would be willing to give like 30% in selected cities um, uh, for cash back for other things. So their percentages that they're giving out are massively beneficial to you. And they have merchants, over 45,000 merchants, which is why you get that, that extra kind of 45% cash back on dining. So do yourself a favor. Go to Upside right now. Download it. It's free when you use Locked on code. Here we are into basketball as Southern Illinois comes into town. They had a, uh, a average season last year, right? But they've made some noise before. So they've proven that they can be a hot commodity if they feel like it. I think we're going to be fine. Uh, I don't necessarily know what spread type will, will, will be over. Um, but I do think that the philosophy and how we're doing things, it's going to translate just like women's basketball, just like football typically does. Um, yeah, and so we'll cover, obviously, uh, what happens tomorrow from the game tonight. Very, very pumped up. I want uh, This Twin Towers thing, guys, it's going to grow legs. It's going to get better and better and better. This is going to be fun. Um, so yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll break that down, but what are we all here for the meat and the taters? And here we are the number 12 recruiting class in the United States of America comes to Stillwater, Oklahoma. What does this mean for Mike Boynton? Well, again, 
it wasn't a top three class, top five class, which it, it could have been. There was rumblings going around that we were going to get a couple people possibly that would jump us into that top three. Unfortunately, that did not happen at the end of the day. But we still got a big time class. And the beauty of it is we got a couple Okies. And I'll tell you another thing. I, you know what? Let's go into it. So we have a couple players that are they're very underrated. One of them being Connor Dow. Connor Dow from Broken Arrow, Oklahoma. Coming into his junior year, he knew he was good enough to have offers. So he was kind of frustrated that he did not have any offers. He worked his tail off. Matter of fact, he got to do some offseason work with Bryce Thompson. Right? There's videos of them working out together um, in a group with some of the top talent in all of the state of Oklahoma. And Connor Dow is a shooter who likes to shoot. And but here it is, guys. I'm gonna give I'm gonna give 247 Sports uh, a little bit of kudos because I'm gonna make a Connor Dow type of, of of comp because they helped us with our Justin McBride comp. Justin McBride is a four star get that was compared to Cam McGriff. Everybody remembers that dude, right? His athletic ability would allow him to switch different positions. He'd go from three three spot to the four spot on the fly and still be able to to cover defensively and get out on the run. So since they're going to give us the comp of Cameron McGriff, I'm going to give the comp for Connor Dow. You ready for this? He's Keaton Page and Phil Forte put together with a six-inch frame. What did they not have? Height. This kid is 6'6", who shoots and moves almost as good as they did. And he's a gym rat, right? You would always hear about both of them. Phil Forte um, would put up, you know, 1,000 shots, as would Keaton Page. And they were gym rats. And that's one of the reasons that uh, McBride said he wanted to come to Oklahoma State um, over places like Arkansas and Arizona State and K-State and KU and Missouri and TCU and UNLV. And he said that part of the reason he came was the family atmosphere. Everybody says that about Mike Boynton. When you show up, you feel at home. And everybody's kind of talking about get, they get 24-7 access to Gallagher <clears throat> or you know, the practice facilities. I don't know if that's abnormal. The way they're talking about it, it is abnormal. I had assumed that most everybody allows their kids to just go in and, and if they want to shoot at midnight because they got to get their head clear and it's not a game day or the day before a game day, then who gives a who, right? Who gives a who if, if that's how that goes down? And then again, Connor Dow. This kid's going to score some points. He's going to put in some buckets. He didn't get highly, highly recruited. So he has the chip on his shoulder. And again, kind of like the Keaton Page and Phil Forte thing. He likes to be in the gym 24-7. The kid can shoot. He's sneaky athletic, right? 6'6 frame that needs to put some muscle on. So it's slightly deceptive. His favorite player is Luca. And he can make some moves down low, but his big thing is a shooter. He's a big-time shooter with a big-time frame that has the ability to get a little bit, a little bit bigger. Not as big as Brandon Garrison, the four-star from Dale City, Oklahoma. 6'9 center, standing at around 205 at the moment, 210. He, from the reports I can find, he's going to be very broad-shouldered. He's going to fill out, and he's going to be somebody that was uh, quoted by people like 2-7 Sports as 
his developing body will eventually get to a point where he's physically imposing. He doesn't wow you with anything drastic, right? What he does is he does all the little things right, and he's very, very intelligent. Instead of just maybe being faster and beating somebody, he knows how to see the, the offense, what they're trying to do, and take angles that most freshmen don't see. So he's a ready-to-go slide-in player from the get-go. So that is the expectation, which is why he scores a 93 uh, on the 247 rankings. And even if you look at rivals and scout, these guys are certified. And I think a couple of them are underrated. So, yeah, we talked about uh, Justin McBride. And we haven't talked about, ready, Jamaran Keller. He plays for a team that travels the country, much like Connor Dow did. Connor Dow played with Team Griffin. He proved he was salty, and he did it one summer. And Keller's kind of a, a, a similar story, right? He's a combo guard, ranked number 20 or 19 combo guard in the United States of America. He's from Kylene, Texas. And if we're going to do the comp things, right, you see his body, you see how he moves. I wanted to go like Byron Eton mixed with a little bit of John Lucas. But when you watch multiple highlights, I'm going to go out on the limb and I'm going to be bold. And I'm going to say he looks like a Marcus Smart. He really, really does. It's, he's, he's elite. His athleticism is elite. And he's a pretty yoked up body, right? Um, being 6'1", 195, pushing 200, you know, ice likely is a fair comp, but except he's a lot more athletic with a much, much, much better shooting touch, which is why I didn't go there, which is why I went from there to Marcus Smart. I said it. We can, somebody, again, you guys, you guys are going to pull receipts. That's the beauty of this job is people do pay attention. So I hope good and daggone well that I'm right. We did have to fend off people like Kansas State and ORU and SMU and Wichita State to, to keep this kid. But he's a big-time get. And again, the couple Okies, massive score with a lot of height, a big dude down low that everybody says is very humble, uh, has great morals, good work ethic, always hustles, has a high motor, uh, loves the game of basketball. Connor Dow is a gym rat that wants to put up a 1,000 shots uh, so he can – you know, provide what the film says he can. And cool fact there is he's the first broken arrow, straight big time division one kid in 20 years. And the irony of that is the last person to do it was the head coach of broken arrows brother 20 years ago. So good for Connor Dow. He is underestimated. He is going to do a lot of things. I believe in Stillwater, Oklahoma, as he grows into his frame a little bit more, is he going to be a ready made to get on the, floor and play a lot of minutes as a freshman like maybe a Brandon Garrison 100% is maybe not maybe not but he could be and Justin McBride guys he was huge he was projected as a four-star five-star type of guy he's from Texas and then he was Oak Hill Academy that oh I don't know just put people out like Carmelo Anthony and Steve Blake Steven Jackson and uh, Jerry Stackhouse they're legends of the game, not even to mention Rajon Rondo. So he went to a big-time uh, prep school, and he was, you know, he was that good. Faced a couple injuries, I guess, kind of let his body get a little bit out of shape, didn't take care of some things, got a little complacent, lost all of his ratings, 
went from a four to five star to a two star. And then he went back to Texas, figured some things out. And him and Jamiron Keller, Jam Iron, played together. There's so there has there's cohesiveness already. Just like you have to take into consideration that Connor Dow's been working out with Bryce Thompson. And Brandon Garrison is from Oklahoma, right down the road in Dell City. So you know what you're getting, guys. He's the number 50 player in the United States of America, the number six center in the country, and number one player in Oklahoma. And people are all over the board saying he is nowhere near hit his potential yet. His body's going to grow. His game's going to grow. His intelligence and basketball IQ and his ability to pass, that's what sets him apart. There, A lot of people say that he is the best uh, assist man for a center in all of high school basketball. This is, this is really cool to see. Now, if we completely fall on our face and we tank the season, I don't think this should matter, right? But if we have a, a good season and we bring this kind of talent in, because, yes, we do have six seniors and we do lose three scholarships, but we're in, Mike Boynton's ahead of the game. This year we're only using 11 scholarship players, I guess, to try to find a way to make the numbers work better in the future. Um, so – that's a very, very, very intelligent idea. Uh, good job, Boynton. Find a way to make it work with these 11. We've got the skill, and now we have the skill coming that's going to maximize their potential. When you get somebody, uh, multiple dudes, that have, have offers from Houston and KU and Florida and Arkansas and LSU and AM and Texas Tech, you know you're doing something right. And... Some of these uh, six seniors, I think a few of them, or maybe even all of them, have the ability to come back for an additional COVID type of year. Um, I'll, I'll actually do a little bit more digging there to make sure I'm 100% on that. But nonetheless, guys, this was so fun. We didn't even have time to do uh, all the women's softball recruiting news. So no big deal. We'll talk about a lot of stuff tomorrow. Um, we'll also break down the picks tomorrow as well. We'll give score prediction. It's going to be fun. This basketball game is going to, I think, set us up for the right trajectory. Uh, we're going to have uh, a lot of things to pay attention to. But football, that's where the money is, right? We have to respond. Because let's just call a spade a spade. For everybody that's in this anywhere near type of industry, you are going to have more success, right? As a broadcaster, podcaster, whatever, if the team's successful. The more success the team has, the more stuff you you can, I don't know, have fun with. Now, it doesn't mean that, you know, you can't cover a multitude of things and still make it fun on a daily basis, which is, hey, hello, what we're trying to do here. We're trying to bank on us putting forth the, the best information because we do put in hours and hours and hours a day uh, of time just to make sure that we're spreading the right message. And I love this job. And I love that you guys uh, are, are rock, rocking and rolling with me. Please do me a favor, jump in the comment section. I want you guys to let me know if the season doesn't matter due to how good the recruiting class is for Mike Boynton. Does he get a free pass this year because we almost had the number a top 10 class in the United States of America? Or 
does it matter how far we make it in the Big 12 tournament and March Madness in general for this, this recruiting class to, to, to save his job or not? Let me know in the comments section. Please like the daggone thing. Please share the daggone thing. And then accidentally share the daggone thing again. Let me see the comments. I appreciate you guys for stopping by your daily place for all things cowboy and cowgirl related. Love you all. God bless. Go Pokes. I'll see you tomorrow.